I'm Gabriela Fresquez, and this is Radar 2021. No matter how much you might want to ignore them, cryptocurrency evangelists are everywhere. And by now, many of us have felt the FOMO after hearing about some prepubescent tween turning massive profits overnight. Today, despite its volatility, millennials own more crypto than any other generation, and they would love nothing more than to spread the good news. Those new U.S. investors who got into the markets in 2020 or later are more than twice as likely to own cryptocurrencies. Well, for me, I look at it as the birth of a new asset class and how many times in history has that happened. You can not just get 7 or 10%, but you can get 7 or 10x on your money um, and, and build generational wealth. The once niche world of digital currencies, now a trillion dollar industry, has infiltrated every aspect of mainstream culture, entertainment, sports, tech, driving up the hype around this invisible, intangible digital asset. The crypto craze might have something to do with the mountains of celebrity and influencer endorsements, or perhaps the subliminal messaging playing out in pop culture. Whatever the reason for the crypto mania, the currency is still very much in its infancy, and many in the finance world refer to it as a gamble rather than an investment. I think the reason why it's so popular and even more popular than regular investing is because first of all, people have made a lot of money. Crypto has definitely made a lot of millionaires and people just love that idea that, you know, there's this almost like casino culture that you're going to buy a few coins and, and get rich quick. However, I think they need to be aware of the risks. I personally invest in, in cryptocurrency. I support the industry. I think it's the future, but I personally don't get involved, for example, in the, the new coins, the unknown coins. For me, that's too risky and more because if you're investing in something that it's been around for like one day, there's no way to know how it's going to react or unfold. The Bitcoin boom, with its grandiose promises to revolutionize global financial markets, has opened the floodgates for other cryptocurrencies. Ethereum, Dogecoin, Tether, Polkadot, Baby Shiba Inu, and Kakapau. The last one isn't actually crypto, it's a flightless parrot native to New Zealand, but how would you know that when there are literally thousands of made-up currencies all vying for your investment simultaneously? So investors, us as investors, we essentially look Bitcoin because it's like the grandfather of the cryptocurrencies as a way to let us know how the sentiment of the market is because if Bitcoin is feeling bullish uh, us as an investor feel more confident and we want to invest in other assets like altcoins okay so essentially Bitcoin as being the first one is the one that give us uh, an outlook about the general market overview essentially if you break down the word cryptocurrency, the first part of it is for cryptography, which is just some sort of code. And then currency is obviously some form of payment. So cryptocurrency is a form of payment that is a digital, digitally based, and it can be used to exchange for online goods and services. The other thing that's important to know is how it works. Whereas, you know, the US dollar is backed by the uh, government, right? The US government. Cryptocurrency's inherent value is typically driven right now by supply and demand, especially when we're talking about something like Bitcoin. There are actually only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoins in circulation, and we know that because of the white paper that's associated with this project. So when you think about something that has a limited amount, 
and it's a finite resource, the more demand that there is for it, it, that is actually what is driving up the price of Bitcoin specifically. Now, other cryptocurrencies might have a theoretical unlimited supply. So, you know, when it comes to that, it's harder to predict what the price is going to be now and in the future. Okay, so let's back up a bit. Thousands of digital currencies backed by nothing, secured by cryptography can be used to purchase actual stuff. Better like, how? Cryptocurrencies are denominated in terms of virtual tokens or coins represented by ledger entries into a system. They can be bought and sold on cryptocurrency exchanges or mined through complex computer processing. The decentralized networks that many cryptocurrencies live on use blockchain technology. That's essentially a digitally distributed public ledger where transactions are captured electronically and grouped in these blocks that have certain storage capacities and when filled are closed and linked to previously filled blocks, forming a chain of data known as a blockchain. And that, my friends, is what ensures the legitimacy of each transaction. What? So don't listen to fun, just hold all your Bitcoin and head to the moon, yo. <laughs> Hope that clears things up. Blockchain is one part of the technology, but the blockchain has to work as well together, uh, hand by hand with a proof of work that is true uh, consensus mechanism. So this consensus mechanism in the blockchain technology gives the validation of that the money that we are putting on that network is technically safe, is um, unhackable. But not every cryptocurrency uses proof of work and the crypto market is largely unregulated. So before you invest, you might want to do some homework. When it comes to really understanding the differences between the different types of cryptocurrencies, because right now there are about 13,000 different tokens that you can invest in, it's important to research the actual people that are behind the cryptocurrency. And the best way to do that is to do a Google search for a white paper, that's what the document is called, like the research paper that's associated with the crypto technology. Um, that way you find out like, what are they trying to accomplish? How new is this project? Who's behind it? Uh, does it seem like a scam or are there like legitimate people behind this stuff? And believe it or not, Reddit is actually a good place to learn about a lot of the newer cryptocurrency projects. Crypto is even putting the global banking industry to work. A few years ago, the big banks tried to generate public distrust in crypto. Now, they're racing to catch up. Finally, Ben Franklin can stop side-eyeing crypto investors, but you know who's been side-eyeing banks for a minute? Communities of color. Something that's very unique and different about blockchain and crypto coins, it's really that it doesn't depend on other people the same way that companies like the ones that are publicly owned and available on the stock market, they are ran by individuals. And for the Latin community, it's safe to say that there is this level of distrust in the financial systems because oftentimes we have been targeted and we have been sort of uh, taken advantage of. And it really is not dependent on how a company is doing, who is running it. And that's that's why I think a lot of Latinos feel this ease, more ease into getting into uh, crypto versus getting into the stock market. By now, you've probably heard of NFTs or non-fungible tokens, or at the very least, you might have learned about the Jack Dorsey tweet that sold for 2.9 million US dollars, the cat gift that sold for half a mil, or how about the digital pet rock that sold for over 200 grand? Yep, someone actually bought that. Lou Lewis. You've got some explaining to do. I got you, Gabby. 
Non-fungible tokens is just a fancy way of saying unique and not able to be replaced. Think of it like owning the Mona Lisa or an ultra rare Pokemon card, both high art in my opinion. The way NFTs work is through the use of blockchain ledgers like Ethereum. The whole point of creating NFTs is to be able to secure record of ownership. Since NFTs can't be copied or altered, they're perfect for tracking ownership on property that can't be replicated. It's kind of like copywriting, but only for digital media. Right now, there are several sites that sell NFTs and some that even allow you to create your own, like rarible.com and opensea.com. If you're an artist or content creator of any kind, NFTs will not only increase opportunities to sell directly to your fans, but they'll also help you establish long-term revenue streams. Kind of like the way musicians get royalties every time their songs are used in commercials, TV shows, movies, etc. So, say I made an NFT out of this. That is a picture of Lou on the Lou. I could sell it to a collector who through the blockchain would have proof of its authenticity. Then I would receive residual benefits anytime my NFT sold from one collector to the next. And celebrities are getting into the NFT market and they are making stupid money. All right, celebrities like Jay-Z, Paris Hilton, Tony Hawk, and my girl, Naomi Osaka. Hi, Naomi. And how about the musician Grimes? She sold 10 pieces of digital art in 20 minutes for $6 million. Six? How is that even fair? She already has Tesla money, but this is just the beginning. Once the metaverse takes off, well, the possibilities will be endless. Brands like Nike are already making digital assets for people's avatars to wear in the metaverse. That's taking flexing to a whole nother level. So do yourself a favor and keep an eye on this NFT wave because you'll definitely want to ride it into the digital future. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to check on how my Lou on the Lou NFT is doing. Zero buyers? Oh, come on, it's one of a kind. Investing in crypto does have the potential to help build personal wealth in the long term. And black and Latinx Americans are investing in higher numbers than their white counterparts. People who've historically been left behind by the financial system, including women, are eager to get a piece of the blockchain pie. When it comes to crypto, there is this huge opportunity, right? Because it's one of the very few investment vehicles that has grown so much, especially when we think about the wage uh, gap and we think about the wealth gap between uh, in the Latin community and in black communities. We, it's There's catching up that needs to be done. So I think that this is a really great opportunity for people to, to get into something that is very much a growing opportunity to sort of catch up in a way, right? I'm a, a painter slash digital artist, so I, you know, I kind of merged the two. The thing about digital art, so at first no one really took it seriously because it was, it was just th these things that weren't physical. It was something that, that was just a skill that you would use for you know, product photography or, or you know, just various other small things that, that aren't seen as fine art uh, in most cases. Now, with NFTs and, and integrating like fine art or um, treating digital art as if it's fine art, it's allowed 
the these creations to instead of just being photoshopping a background out it's now a full-fledged production just for a 15 second loop animation i i think the thing that's going to solidify nfts is the smart contract technology that that's no one's ever done it before so one of the the primary differences between my analog art versus my digital art is it all starts very kind of analog but the coolest thing is I get to paint something or draw something digitally and then I get to take it and then bring it to life and create it and, and, and turn it into a production. A lot of people don't understand the technology. I spent about six months with it really before I kind of dove headfirst into it. This is the Spotify that visual artists have been waiting for. This new creative economy means in Web3 is that artists and content creators are the ones who are going to be owning all of the content that of big tech companies. Now the world is a little bit obsessed with NFTs, but the truth is that there are a lot of tools in crypto that artists can use in order to monetize. Another one of these tools is what we call community tokens or social tokens, which are an artist's own cryptocurrency uh, that holds their community together. So if you would like to be part of like the inner circle of this artist, you can acquire this artist's social token and be able to participate in their economy. So it's the first time in history that artists are speaking directly to their collectors and they're all transacting with the artist's own native currency. This year during Art Basel is the first year that the traditional art world and the crypto art world are almost clashing. Uh, they're not yet combined into one. This year we're gonna see very strong first steps towards that. Crypto was built on the premise of democratizing finance the same way social media was built on the premise of democratizing information. And well, we all know how that turned out. There is a darker side of crypto that's ripe for hackers, money launderers, and for weakening US sanctions on corrupt governments. And with the billions of dollars that venture capitalists are pouring into what would amount to a decentralized global economy built on blockchain technology, it begs the question of whether crypto could be yet another tool of control for the wealthy elite. On the other hand, depending on your vantage point, crypto could also be a life vest. In my country, Venezuela, we have, we have been living through the last 20 years, maybe more, uh, a financial crisis. Imagine yourself that you are awakened right now and the news says that the bank, when you're saving your money, it's closed. You're not going to be able to take out of your money or to, to buy food. So technically, the money that you think is belongs to you is not your money. So cryptocurrencies give us the empowerment to be the owners of our own money. Ben and doesn't rely or trust in a government that made the wrong decisions uh, over and over again through history. With Bitcoin, that element is completely erased. Even though crypto isn't under official government control or regulation, it hasn't stopped government from opting into the crypto fervor. Here in the US, Miami, known to some as the capital of Latin America, became the first city to launch its own digital currency, Miami coin, generating millions in its first couple months. In Latin America, El Salvador, 
home of the pupusa and now land of experimental currency, has become the first country to officially adopt Bitcoin as the national bread. It really begins in, in 2019, where you have a group of American-based uh, Bitcoin investors going to El Salvador, to a place called El Sonte, um, a beach town um, in El Salvador, um, that's now now it's actually called Bitcoin Beach. You can see QR codes on people's storefronts. You know, the pupusa vendor has their QR code and President Bukele uh, catches wind of this. He wants to make this thing national. Now you have you know, Chivo ATMs. Chivo is the Bitcoin wallet that was uh, created by the government to facilitate these transactions. The way that it was implemented um, didn't have or didn't anticipate many of the inequalities that are already present in El Salvador. So people's lack of access to electricity, to smartphone and cell phone technology, to, you know, to basic financial literacy. The anti-Bitcoin movement which is uh, under this uh, hashtag no al bitcoin no to bitcoin um really what again it, it really made clear that the that the value of of bitcoin was not equivalent to the value of other things that salvadorans really care about which is water which is food which is uh banning uh mining people didn't understand the risk and reward um, people were unsure about this volatility, right? Not everybody's really uh, interested in playing the stock market in this kind of way. Um, and, and, and that it was a bubble and that it was um, connected to um, illicit interests and to, the, and to money laundering. And that could be a way for the Bukele government who was already sliding towards or has been sliding towards authoritarianism to also circumvent uh, legal sanctions. Having a stake in revolutionizing a global monetary system is exciting. That excitement is basically what fuels its value. But it turns out that the digital footprint created in the process creates a massive carbon one. On, on a global scale, consumes the equivalent energy of the country of Argentina. That does in a year. The actual creation of cryptocurrency through these complex mathematical problems that are called cryptography that use computers to, to, to solve. And these computers waste a ton of energy and they require very cheap energy to be cost effective. And that dynamic is what's driving a lot of the energy grab that's behind Bitcoin, which has meant them relying on the cheapest sources of energy on the planet, which include coal, which include uh, oil. Bitcoin miners also going to places that have energy surpluses like like Iceland and the Norwegian Scandinavian countries in poor countries. This is uh, is very a very challenging thing because energy needs of Bitcoin already are going to exceed the energy needs of an entire country. Time will tell how investors respond to the potential environmental disaster that is blockchain technology. It's yet another factor that adds to an already volatile currency, which, much like the average millennial's self-worth, is driven mostly by public sentiment on social media. And the more credibility you have as an investor, the more influence you have over its volatility. See Musk, Elon. Bitcoin, you see what it's doing this morning? It's up a lot. Why? Because he said Tesla may start accepting it again if the environmental issues are taken care of. And you see Bitcoin this morning, Jim, there it is. It's uh, it's up 7%. We have to do something about the idea that this is a currency uh, when, when one person can tweet and just have it go uh, stratospheric or at least up, up a lot. Beyond the Musk effect, 
Similar to how Wall Street bets have recently impacted the stock market, celebrity shilling is doing the same in the crypto world. So when you hear celebs talking about investments in general, you absolutely want to do your research, especially in a world of influencer marketing, where oftentimes celebrities are just being paid to talk about something. You definitely don't want to say, oh my God, Kim Kardashian talked about this. Let me go ahead and invest all of my money into it. You want to make sure that you're investing money that is something that you're willing to lose. A lot of times people that are really interested in crypto are listening to what people are, are talking about, which is great. It's part of the intel, but it's also important that you'd be very cautious with things like pump and dumps and rug pulls because it does happen and it really happens very, very quickly. More than $80 million has been lost in crypto related scams since October, 2020. That's steep, but hypothetically, it could get worse. Since cryptocurrencies aren't stored on a central database, it means there's no bank or official authority to swoop in if a crypto's hard drive is lost or destroyed. Crypto enthusiasts often refer to the decentralized money market as the Wild West. And like the rugged cowboys of yesteryear, the region was eventually tamed. So is a crypto crackdown imminent? And would regulation make it more attractive due to a drop in volatility, or could it cause the market to bottom out for good? I don't know, and neither does anyone else at this point. But if the instability makes you nervous, it's important to know how and when to cash out. You always want to have an exit strategy. You want to have an idea of when it is that you are going to sell that investment so that you can in turn um, profit off of it and also reinvest that money in other different opportunities. Like any source for power and influence, crypto could be a source for good. And while digital currencies may not yet be as transformative or stable as starry-eyed crypto evangelists might claim, they also haven't proved as faddish as critics warrant and have the potential to disrupt our entire global financial ecosystem as we know it. For better, worse, or both. I'm Gabriela Fresquez for Radar 2021. Thanks for watching Radar 2021. Please like, subscribe, and comment down below and let us know what issues are important to you. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of issues to choose from. <laughs> so, so many.